my mindset was never, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be okay. It was great. I'm sick. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be totally fine. And I'm going to make something of my life. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I'm grateful to have Brenna Crow of Tullish and Clancy Real Estate. Brenna is a real estate professional. Hey, Brenna, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why are you excited to be here? I'm excited to just do something new and kind of get out of my comfort zone. This is probably like, I think the second podcast that I've done. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about getting out of my comfort zone and trying new things. And I love sharing my story. So I love it. So let's get into it. How'd you get into real estate? So I got into real estate almost probably six years ago now. Um, My neighbor was big into it. He had owned his own brokerage and he always told me, Brenna, you would be a rock star real estate agent. You would be so good at this. And I kind of brushed him off for a couple of years there. Um, And finally, he actually paid for me to go and get my license. He like wanted me to do it so bad. Um, And I got it. And my first listing was a million dollar house up in Linfield. And ever since then, I was just hooked. I loved the idea that, you know, you were working for somebody in one of these, the biggest transactions of their life. um, And that, you know, I'm such a hustler. And like, that's what this business, you know, thrives off of someone that's hardworking and puts themselves out there. So, you know, after that first deal, Charles showed me the ropes and I kind of took it from there. Unfortunately, he, um, he passed away a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. trying to, yeah, I'm trying to keep his legacy going. I have his sold sign that all my clients take a picture with once they get their transaction to the finish line. So hopefully he's proud of me. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice tribute too. And I bet he is proud of you. So, yeah. so other than getting a listing, a million dollar listing to start out the career, right? <laughs> that's a nice way to start the career out. How did you get going? Uh, I really had to do a lot of work on my mindset. Cause I will say my first year after that, I probably did maybe three other deals and just was going slow with it. But once I, I did some work on my mindset and, you know, knowing that you can do anything you put your mind to that kind of stuff, it just kind of took off for me. I really started getting into social media, talking to people. If I heard someone say the word real estate, I'm like, Hey, I'm in real estate. What do you, you know? You know, let's have a conversation. So it's weird. I'm, I'm outgoing and bubbly and people are like, you are not afraid of anything. But um, so I think that definitely helps. But sometimes I am very reserved until I feel comfortable with people. So yeah, I think just my personality and my love for it um, just helped me really take off the last couple of years. I love how you, you share that you had to get your mindset right. What tools and strategies did you use to, to do that? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, that's like one of my favorite moments of my life is just having that moment of like, oh my God, like I can do anything I put my mind to learning about manifesting. Um, I actually work with a direct sales company as well. And they, they really, you know, helped me learn about personal development and growth. So once I started to, you know, 
put that into play in my life, I swear it just like overnight things just completely changed. So I think one of my favorite podcasts was Ed Milet, uh, listening to his personal development and growth. And I'm like, you know what? I feel so lost in my life. I feel like I don't have it all figured out yet. I was babysitting at the time. I was working at my local news station, Boston 25. I'm sure you guys maybe know of that. Um, and I was doing a couple real estate deals, but I just felt so all over the place. Like there was a puzzle piece missing. So getting into that personal development growth mindset, um, just really launched everything. It's crazy. So what are you doing now to kind of stay focused on the day-to-day and the, the strategies for success? So I'm big into journaling. I'm I, every morning I make sure I do that every night before bed, I make sure I have my must do list for the next day. Um, every morning when I'm like on my way to the gym or in the sauna, I'm reading a book, I'm listening to a podcast. I've become a very open-minded person, which I think anyone out there, if they're trying to build something or do something great with their life, you have to be open-minded to opportunity to, you know, everything, because that's what the most successful people in the world do, right? They'll, instead of saying, ah, that's, that's not going to work. They're like, all right, let me, let me see how this could work, you know? So I'm very into just learning everything I can, even though I know I don't know everything. Um, so yeah, definitely love the mindset stuff. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that time before you got into real estate. What were you doing then? So, wow, it's crazy. I was actually just finishing up chemo, which Uh, In 2013, I was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. Um, And going through something like that, I feel like you just know your life has to be more, right? Like I wasn't just going to have an average life and do average things. It just wasn't for me. I've always kind of been that way, but that just solidified it for me, like how quickly everything can change. Um, So yeah, before real estate and before all that, I was just finishing up chemo and, and like, like I said, lost almost just kind of like, how am I going to build this life that I envision for myself? How am I going to do this? Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was prior. So in 2013, you were diagnosed. Tell us about that journey a little bit. Yeah, of course. This is definitely a huge part of my story. And I think what makes me, me, um, yeah, I was in college. I was your average students in New York city, living my dream life there. Um, you know, doing internships and I just kept getting sicker and sicker and it was little things. I was, you know, itchy. I had fevers. I was tired and I kept going to the doctors and they're like, Oh, you're totally fine. It's nothing. It's all in your head. And so I was like, all right, I'm crazy. Like (laughs) I just need to be okay. Um, so I, I toughed it out. And then finally over a year and a half later, um, I was so sick. Like the doctor that found it was like, how did no one pick up on this? I was in the hospital for three days, still no one found it. Um, so yeah, finally one blood specialist doctor took a look at everything, ran some tests and I had stage four, uh, blood cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So that was, that was a crazy time. For me, I was almost kind of relieved when they told me that because I was so sick and I knew, um, that, that I could get cured, that I could do something about it, which is weird. A lot of people are like, Ooh, but I was so sick that I just knew I, I would be better. And that kind of plays in with the mindset stuff, right? Like that, my mindset was never, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be okay. It was great. 
I'm sick. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be totally fine. And I'm going to make something of my life. So wild, wild time. That's what that's, that's fascinating, right? I get it, right? The relief of knowing that, okay, we have a target now. We have something to, to a goal to set now as, as, as opposed to the unknown. It sounds like kind of how your real estate career started, right? It's like, ah, I don't know, but now I need to, to figure it out. So do you look back on that struggle, that journey when you're, working in the real estate business now? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, refer back to it and think of all the things I've overcome, especially when I'm in a tough situation or, you know, I'm trying to navigate something new. I'm like, you know what, you've overcome so much. This is nothing. This is just another day. And again, I just use that as like my driving motivate motivating force for this because I love real estate. I, I, you know, share my story with cancer all the time. And I just feel like you know, there's been so many times I'm dealing with sellers or our buyers and they have similar situations. So being able to connect with people like that and just share stories, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how often they run into each other. And I love the way you said you kind of segued into that conversation by, I can't live an average normal life. Yeah. So no you got a second chance. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. And I feel like that just made me like so much people always say you only live once or so whatever but I feel like no one really understands that until they go through something like cancer or someone really close to them does because life is so short and that's why um yeah I, I decided to take real estate full speed ahead I knew that I was passionate and that like no one's gonna outwork me so I was like this is gonna be what catapults me into being able to help people and just build this lifestyle for myself and for my family. I love it. Cause sky is the limit, right? Amen. <laughs> so you, so you mentioned Ed Milet. I know I have listened to Ed. I'm, I'm uh, inspired by Ed. Is there anything else that you listened to or read that really kind of helped change that mindset? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a podcast that I listened to called the mindset mentor. I love all of his stuff. Um, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. which honestly, I'm not a big book person. So I feel like every book I read, I'm like, this is life changing. <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of a podcast type of, or audio book, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad was amazing. And yeah, just any mindset shifting type of work. Oh, the secret on Netflix. That is a huge one that I love. Yeah. After I watched that, I was like, all right, let's see what I can manifest here. <laughs> I, and I heard you say the manifest uh, earlier. When did you, when were you introduced to the secret and the law of attraction? Um, probably like four years ago when I started doing that um, direct sales company. So yeah, my mind was just blown by it. Cause before I might hear someone talking about that stuff and be like, okay, like, Good for crazy you. town, Weird. crazy town. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally one of those people. And now like I have like manifested so many crazy things into my life that I'm just like, yep, this is it. Like I know how I need to get where I'm going, you know, very, very uh, focused, I guess. The law of attraction. I mean, it is, it is absolutely real and it's, it's real on the opposite side. So when you have a tough day, tough week, tough month, how do you push back on that? attraction. Yeah, that's definitely something I've been working on. I'm actually in um, a real estate coaching course. Cause like I said, always trying to grow, be the best version. Um, and they teach us a lot about making a list in your phone 
of past wins. So I constantly refer back to that list of things that I've overcome. Um, so whenever I'm like, you know, struggling or maybe, you know, business is a little bit slower than usual for whatever reason, I just look back to that list and I'm like, okay, you know, you lived off of $20,000 a year. You know, when you first moved out of your house, you, like I was relying on my then boyfriend to, he was going to have to pay all the bills. I was going to do the best that I could. Um, so I have all those things in there and I'm like, look at you, you know, he never had to pay one bill all by himself. Like I just am such a person that like makes stuff, makes it happen. Um, so yeah, having that list in your phone for like referring back to when you're in a bad headspace is huge. It's, it's definitely been a, a very big game changer for me. I'd say is beating cancer on the top of the list. Oh yeah, totally. And growing my hair back because when you're 21, you don't got hair. It's not an ideal situation, <laughs> especially yeah. when you're in college. So like that whole thing, I was like, oh man, like I was, I, I like to say like, I don't get depressed. I just get, you know, down or whatever. But that time when I look back, I'm like, dang, like you were not in the best shape, not in the best mindset and you came back from it. So yeah, totally. Good for you. I mean, it's, it's understandable for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about your business a little bit. So 2022, we're here, uh, closing out the first quarter in 2022, we've got some scarce inventory. What are your, what are your goals for the year? Oh, my goals. I have my vision board right in front of me, so I cool. can just refer to it. Um, my goals are at least 30 transactions. I want to do over 20 million in sales. Um, and you know, the, the, honestly, the first half hasn't been as fast as I was thinking it would. It's even more competitive now than I think it's ever been. It's, it's wild, but I did just get an accepted offer today for one of my clients. So I'm congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Those um, are hard. Those are hard to get. You have to win those deals. And I think it's more than simply terms. Like I think the agent plays such a huge pivotal part in that right now. Oh yeah. So totally. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We beat out 24 offers. I'm like, wow. but yeah, you have to be someone that people want to work with. Like Again, I always tell them I'm easy to work with. You're not going to have an issue getting in touch with me. Like, you know, cause just as much as we present their offer, we're presenting working with ourselves too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the rest of my goals, like I want to do a lot of investments this year. That's a huge side of my story. Real estate totally opened my mind to getting rental properties. I live in a two family right now that I house hack. So my cousin lives upstairs and her friends and we live down here. We're actually looking for our next two family to move into. Um, I want to get an Airbnb in Florida. Oh man, my goals, I could sit here for 20 minutes and tell you them, but just growth, I guess we could sum it up in just all around growth. I love it. So did, did uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad help you with the desire to buy and own real estate? Totally, totally. I'm in a lot of like mastermind groups and stuff too, where we learn about it. There's just so many cool ways to get creative. Like it's mind blowing. We actually just applied for um, a line of credit on our house. So we're going to be using that to like repurpose the money. So just teaching people too, like my clients when they're selling or buying, being able to educate them from that perspective of how great of an investment this is and what real estate can do for them. I, I just love that because I was just an average person like anyone else, you know, I felt lost at times. I didn't, I'm not the smartest person with money and all that, but I've learned. So being able to pass that along is incredible. Do you have clients that are looking to invest in real estate right now? Oh yeah. 
totally. A lot of two family people, because I always like tell people, I'm like, listen, I make $15 living in my own house. That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then when you move out, you'll keep it and you'll make real money. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I have, yeah. I have some properties in North Carolina that I'm actually selling right now. Um, so yeah, I just love real estate. <laughs> it's great. It gets in the blood, doesn't it? It does. And once you do one, you like get the bug for it. You're like, okay, now let's keep this going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it makes so much sense. And it's, it's really just getting over the hump of, of starting, right? It's that fear of starting. And then once you start, you're like, that wasn't that hard. Let's exactly. do more. Let's do more. Exactly. Um, so first quarter, 2022 scarce inventory. Are there things to invest in right now? Around here, there's still things you can get, honestly. Like I, I am a big, like I said, two family, multifamily, um, out of state too is huge, but it depends on what you're looking for. Some people just want that single family home for themselves. So inventory is definitely low, but it's not impossible. That's what yeah. I like to tell my, my buyers. And if you're a seller, it's like, how much do you want? Like, let's list this thing. <laughs> right. But what about the seller that says, yeah, I get it. I can get as much as I possibly want, but then where do I go? Mm, I know that is definitely tough, but it's, they're putting that out there. Like you're getting the um, contingency on there. Right. So they can't be afraid of that. That's what I, I try and drive home with my sellers. It's like you, you're not going to be homeless, right? We're going to put a contingency in there that you have to find suitable housing before this transaction closes. So you're getting the best of both worlds. And most oftentimes these sellers are walking away with a ton of cash equity in the house. Their, their down payment and all that is going to be much more appealing to other sellers. So getting their offer accepted is slightly less difficult. Because they're not really selling it subject to selling their home. They're not buying subject to selling their home. They're kind of comfortable with the fact that they've got it under agreement. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, don't, I, I mean, if you're really wanting to move up, like especially some of my clients even that bought a couple of years ago and their family's growing, I'm like, guys, this is it. Like cash in on the, on the money now that you can get with it and we'll easily get you another property. You know, I, I, I definitely think it's, it's not impossible. So buyers and sellers definitely should not be scared right now. It's hard, so, but it's not impossible. <laughs> so suitable housing contingencies mm -hmm. is one strategy. Delayed closings, are you instituting a delayed closing and maybe a use in occupancy as, as a strategy? Yep, like a rent back type situation. Yeah. We're seeing that. I actually made a reel yesterday about submitting an offer. It's like your first born child, a kidney. Like, what do you need? Let me know. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your reel. So that's Instagram. Yes. Oh man. I love Instagram so much. I think Tell it's me. such a great tool. Um, I've been utilizing it for years, but now even in the day and age we're in, it's such a good source for income. People can monetize their Instagram. A lot of my buyers and sellers come from social media. And then I obviously get referrals from them as well. But yeah, I do first time buyers classes that I like to offer to people on social. I think we just did one and had like 30 people on it. So basically a, an Instagram live. Um, a reel is more like a short video clip. So you can do a live on there too, but the reels are um, just little short clips where you give tips and tricks to people. Um, some people do funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you did a, a first time home buyer on it. Uh, no, well, I, I used it to promote the class and uh, then 
did it on zoom. So, Oh, got it. And you had 30 yeah. people. Yeah. I had 50, well, no, no, 50, uh, 40, 45, I think signed up, but only, you know, that's still a good pull, pull through. <laughs> That's a great pull yeah. through for the time of signing up. What were some of the questions that the first time home buyers wanted answered? It's always, always, always about the money people. Like I'll go through my whole spiel and like the process and stuff. Um, but Mark, uh, who we were speaking about my, the lender I, uh, work with, but he always gets all the questions, him and the attorney, as you know, it's always yeah. those kind of questions. Um, that they get, you know, sometimes I'll get what happens if, uh, what does PNS mean? Or what happens if I waive my home inspection? Um, but most oftentimes it's how much money do I need? What's my credit score? All these things. <laughs> it's a great opportunity for first time home buyers right now. Mm, with the rates. Let me ask you this. Who is your ideal client? My ideal client. Oh, that's a great question. My ideal client would be someone that is ambitious about buying and selling that trusts me and my expertise and my opinions on things. Um, and I guess that really sums it up. Anyone that's just willing to trust me and know that I'm working in their best, you know, their best interests is, is someone I want to work with. I don't want to have to feel like I'm constantly proving myself to someone or that they're worthy of listing their house with me. Like I know what I come to the table with. I know Nobody out there is outworking me. I, I know that if I don't know the answer, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm surrounded by really high level people in this business. So yeah, I always put my best foot forward. So definitely when people entrust and see that in me, there's someone I want to work with as well. I love that. I love that. So a majority of the people find you on social. How mm -hmm. else are you getting your business? just going out there and talking to people and asking for referrals. Referrals are huge. I don't think people understand how important they are for our business too, right? Because if they, you know, have a friend that's looking to buy, if they just simply pass their information over or suggest that they work with us, that, you know, that is like the truest, best compliment we can get. I love it. I love it. So you're getting out there. So tell me about getting out there. I mean, we're coming out of COVID there hasn't been a lot of networking opportunities. How else are you getting out there? Are you in any groups and volunteers and such? Yeah, well, actually, here's a great story. One of my clients who I just signed a listing agreement with in Hingham, I met on Facebook, on, on a Facebook um, page. So, I mean, I know that ties back in with social media, but then we ended up meeting out for lunch and, you know, I showed him like what I have to offer and blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm working with them, but I mean, I'm very active with like going to the gym and I will get out to networking events, but honestly, most of my business is social media based. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's hard to do because you have to be good at it. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. You're doing video clearly, yep. right? Video reels, kind of just teaching people the process of stuff, right? That's what people want. They want to be educated, entertained, so I try and make my reels either funny or relatable um, or educational. Um, so yeah, just being active on there because even with the market, I feel like people are on social media. So that's where they're looking for things. People might see a house come up on their Facebook and say, you know what, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and, and that's, I'm going to sell my house and buy that house instead. That actually did happen to me with one of my listings here. Um, I posted it on social media. I blasted it out to everyone. And someone messaged me and was like, 
this is the exact type of home we were hoping to get in the future, but we, we want to jump on it now. So now. you never know who's going to see it. I love it. Now, no better time than the present, right? Totally. So let me ask you this. You've been doing it for a while now. You're digging in and somebody comes to you and says, I'm getting ready to graduate college or I'm unhappy with my career. Do you recommend I jump into this world? This is my favorite question because <laughs> so many people ask me it. They're like, I want to get in real estate. I'm like, okay, first of all, you better have thick skin or you better get it quick. <laughs> and second, do you want to do it? Because right now real estate is hot and everyone's making money and blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to do it? Cause you can see the future because see the future yourself in it in the future, because yes, it's fun. And like, there is money to be made here, but I don't really have weekends. You know, I do work for myself, but I am working all basically 24 seven. Um, so yeah, I think you have to be a special type of person to be good in this industry. You have to be outgoing. You have to be willing to learn and put yourself out there. Um, and like I said, thick skin, because some of the people and other agents that you might deal with, like you got to be able to just roll it off, whatever they say, or, you know, and know, know your, your worth and, and keep going. So if you're a hustler and you're, you're a hard worker, totally, I would, I would suggest it, but you don't just get your license and become a millionaire overnight. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wish you did. Yeah. Wow. You got a million dollar listing right out of the gate. So that's inspiring. Yeah. Thanks to Charles. That <laughs> probably wouldn't have happened without him. Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right, Brenna. Buyer seller has an amazing experience with you. Closing happens and they sit down and they want to write a review. What does that testimonial review sound like? Ooh, I definitely want it to come from the heart. Um, I love when people pick up on little details of things that I like to do that go above and beyond. So, you know, answering the phone and getting the answer to questions for them, you know, presenting their house and helping them with staging. You know, my work ethic is, is something, like I said before, that I say no one can match up to. Um, yeah, I mean, anything that people say that just come from the heart and, and when they pick up on those little details that I know I do, um, you know, that, that I like to set myself apart with. That is what I love the most about my, my reviews is knowing that other people see that too. I love it. I love it. Okay. So one of the things you said when we first started out is that you enjoy getting out of your comfort zone, right? Podcasts, great way to get outside the comfort zone, but we also have an icebreaker that we love to utilize to get outside the comfort zone. And one of the things we want to do down in the future is to get all of the guests that we've had on this podcast together for a networking event Ooh. and front and center is going to be karaoke. So Brenna, you're up on stage. What are you singing? I am singing Justin Bieber, baby. Yeah. <laughs> which, might, which might not be a surprise to some people, but Justin Bieber is my boy. I love him. And any, any song by him will be my karaoke choice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's a crowd favorite. So I'm sure you'll get a lot of support in the crowd, which is, uh, which is what we all want in that situation. Most important question of all, Brenna, uh, we talked about social, we talked about um, getting out there and getting in touch, but somebody hears this, wants to get in touch with you. How do they do it? Well, of course they can text me, call me, um, email me or social media. My Instagram is 
uh, at Brenna Lee, L-E-I-G-H 21. And my Facebook is just Brenna Crow. Um, I also have my real estate Facebook, Brenna Crow Real Estate. So yeah, I mean, I'm all over the place. I think my name is pretty rare. So if you look me up, most likely it's going to be me. <laughs> and that phone number? 781-771-2720. And my email is crow.brenna at gmail.com. I love it. I love it. Well, Brenna, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and sharing that with all of our listeners and your knowledge and wisdom. And I wish you the best of luck for the rest of 2022 so you can crush all those goals. Thank you so much. I'm excited. We'll have to do a follow-up to see if I actually get them all done or done. when I actually get them all done. When <laughs> you get them all done. I love that. Manifest it. You see yes. it, looking at it right now, get it done. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure Title, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.